Welcome to this special bonus episode of Discuss All Monsters. I'm your host, Wyatt, and who, for the first time, is here with me today? Uh, I'm John, Johnny Two Cellos, as they call me on YouTube. Uh, I, I normally talk about cartoons, but little known fact, I love kaiju. I'm very excited to talk about it with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've been we've been planning this for a while. Now, Nikki has to be absent this episode. They're busy, but that's okay because Johnny and I have more than enough to talk about. And today we are going to be talking about the legendary Godzilla movies, but more specifically, the most recent one, Godzilla versus Kong. Now, some people may be like, hey, Wyatt, your Patreon says... That unless you get to a certain goal, you wouldn't talk about the American Godzilla movies. That's still true. This is going to be more of a broad discussion about our our first impressions. And we're not going to be doing the uh, production history or, (laughs) you know, beat by beat stuff that we would normally do in our regular episodes. We're just going to be talking about the movies and just general, you know, I'm just going to have a conversation with Johnny here. So... Johnny, I guess the first thing I want to ask is, what is, what's your experience with Godzilla? What's your relationship? Where did it all begin for you <laughs> regarding the ape whale Godzilla? It, uh, let's see, it started, uh, I was a small child, uh, and it started on VHS with a little film called Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Um, I uh, grew up and my I, I believe my cousin introduced it to me when I was younger. So my cousin, I think I was at his house one day, pops in this movie. It's called Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. And I have no idea what is happening. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what is this? And that was my first introduction to Godzilla. Instantly became obsessed with Godzilla. I had all of these toys. I had tons of Godzilla toys. Uh, and at the time, it was really, you know, I there was I'm I'm a little older. There was I uh, it, so it was like. It was tough to find how many and what Godzilla movies existed back then. Yeah. Um, so I would, you know, my most of my relationship to Godzilla was going to Blockbuster Video and renting whatever Godzilla movies they had, uh, which which I believe I think one that I often did was Godzilla 1985. Um, I remember renting Godzilla versus Megalon, Godzilla versus Gigan. I my my parents bought me a copy of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla since that was that was like the first and favorite um, King Kong versus Godzilla watched a lot, uh, but it was really just like I, I think Son of Godzilla and there's just lots, you know, tons of stuff. Um, but, you know, there was also like a lot of my relationship was through merchandise, like going to the store and finding the, the Godzilla toys. And there were things in the toys where I was like, I remember seeing a space Godzilla toy and being like, what? is space godzilla where (laughs) is space godzilla how come i haven't seen the movie with space godzilla and it was just like so hard to find some of these things back then Uh, obviously it's a lot easier these days and i've i've seen every movie but as a kid it was very much a uh, obsession with the merchandise and toys and whatever movie i could get a blockbuster that's pretty interesting i had i've talked about it a lot on this podcast that i had a a kind of similar experience though you know i i was um 
I don't know. <laughs> I am a little bit younger, I'm going to assume. So I was, right. uh, I had the internet on my side. I had Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah. which I was obsessed with in middle school. Uh, and that's kind of like really when I started getting into Godzilla. And uh, uh, listeners of the podcast would know that I would always go down the street to a thrift store that was literally right down the street from me. Uh, and there was a ton of old crappy VHS tapes. And I would buy them. Uh, just buy the handful and bring them home and and watch them. A lot of them were like Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, and uh, Godzilla versus or King Kong versus Godzilla, the original, uh, yep. as well as uh, the first Godzilla and Godzilla '84, the first Heisei movie, were yep. some of the ones uh, that I watched, as well as Godzilla versus the Sea Monster. Um, but yeah, like I'm always interested to see how people. Uh, get into this stuff because like uh the generally tokusatsu is kind of a weirder niche uh subgenre but godzilla is like the breakout hit it's the biggest one and so it's always interesting to see like (laughs) which came first i guess the chicken or the egg like i know some people that weren't interested in um godzilla until like they watched power rangers and then Right. started to like watch that or like me i was interested in godzilla first as a kid uh and then i was like oh there are like tv shows that are like godzilla that's awesome <laughs> let me watch that right um so as far as that goes i know but uh how how would you quantify your experience with uh the american godzilla movies or i guess more specifically the legendary movies since we're going to okay. be we're not including that. 98 because the thing no, is no, no. i was i you know i was i was a kid when 98 came out yeah and uh and and the funny thing is is as a kid loved it loved <laughs> i was yeah. i was so into it uh, i was just like you mean there's a different godzilla now cool you know what i mean i was like yeah. i was i had the toy toys for that one and my old godzilla toys that i would make the two godzillas fight it was the best yeah it was did so you fun. did you watch the uh, fox animated series oh i did yeah i didn't i didn't watch it uh i didn't watch all of it but i i saw that and it yeah. was uh I think I think that's that holds up better than the show doesn't or than the movie doesn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, that that, that yeah. that's actually what I would consider pretty good, genuinely. Uh, and there's also a Kong <clears throat> series around that same time by. Uh, oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, it was oh, it was by the Bobot Kids Network, the same guys who made like Street Sharks. Oh, nice. Um, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it feels like an off-brand like. You know, whenever like Godzilla is popular, whatever dude scrounges up Kong and not King Kong, but Kong and right. then makes some property based on it. Like recently there was a Netflix series uh, yes. around the time it was like right around the time of like between the first legendary Godzilla movie and King of the Monsters, like when Godzilla started to like get back in the public zeitgeist. Um yeah, there's so, always you know, companies trying to capitalize on that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, like, yeah. I, I think you, you'll find some like knockoff Thor movies because Thor is technically in the public domain. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so yes, back on back on track. What is your you know, uh, how did you feel about the Godzilla 2014 when it first came out? And, and in general, how do you feel about the legendary movies, you know, Kong Skull Island and King of the Monsters before we talk about this most recent one? All right. Well, I'll give you my rundown. So I 
there were very few times in my life where I have anticipated a movie more than Godzilla 2014. Oh yeah. Um, I was so, so, so excited for that movie. Uh, the trailers looked great. The reviews were coming in. They were good. Um, mm. I was really excited. It was just kind of what I had been waiting for my whole life. I was like, I love Godzilla. We haven't had a Godzilla movie in yeah. 10 years. Uh, we're finally getting this big budget American blockbuster yeah. Godzilla. Validation. That is actually, yeah, it's actually Godzilla. And especially just because like the reviews were so positive. I was like, everyone's going to like Godzilla now. This is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the first act of Godzilla 2014. I think the first act is really good. Uh, Brian yeah. Cranston is a great lead. They really build up that mystery effectively. Um, and I and I I quickly start to lose interest after the first act, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, there are things I, I don't want to just, I don't want to go on a full on hate fest, you know, like, cause sure. I love Godzilla and I'm glad that these movies are like making the, per- the, the property more popular. Um, that's, that's a good thing, I think. But, um, my biggest issue with Godzilla 2014 is a, the, the weird false advertising when it comes to Brian Cranston as the lead, you know, killing him after the first act was, mm. it was, I mean, it's, is clear a disconnect like it was i think that was their plan initially but because brian cranston had become so popular uh be, from breaking bad the marketing team was like this is a brian cranston movie yeah um, yeah ultimately i find the second act to, to be a little slow and the third act i mean i did rewatch it recently and enjoyed it a little more than than i have because my my blu-ray copies you can't see anything in the last act it's it's like right. the worst trans forever and you, <laughs> it's so dark you can't see anything i watched it on hbo max and i was finally like oh i have i haven't seen this movie since it came out because <laughs> because yeah well, you copies literally were so haven't terrible. seen it exactly um but ultimately i think my issue comes down to uh i don't mind i don't mind a, a serious tone in a godzilla movie i think some godzilla movies sure. do it really well the original godzilla is obviously very serious and and does that impeccably well shin godzilla shin, as yeah. well is incredible um i feel like this i feel like the legendary movies try to do a little too much especially that first one because what it because it simultaneously tried to make it a disaster movie it tried to make it a very serious disaster movie while also introducing this idea that Godzilla is like the savior of the planet. Yeah. Um, and on paper, you know, kid me would be like, yes, yes, yes. Love that. <laughs> but um, I think the problem is you got to pick, you kind of have to pick your lane. Like, is this a disaster movie or is this a versus movie where Godzilla is the good guy? Um, and, and I, I, I don't love how overly serious it was when it's a movie I agree. about giant monsters fighting like Shin Godzilla does it great because it's a disaster movie. It is a crisis situation. There is mm. one all powerful monster that is coming after you and they don't know what to do about it. Um, but this one is the ways yeah. they handle certain things bother. Yeah, me. Uh, I agree to the extent that like, I think the self-importance is the issue more so than like, the the seriousness because i think that uh gravity is a good factor of even the silliest of godzilla movies like even like uh son of godzilla it's still important that the plot events have weight you know like that uh and the the final scene of the movie being like godzilla holding minya as they're like succumbing to the winter yeah uh that's like that has an emotional effect on you because 
uh, this whole movie led up to it and you were following this journey, you know, as kind of silly as it was, you know, we, we talked about in the son of Godzilla episode, it was made to be like a lighthearted date movie, um, for, for like teenagers. Uh, but to me, like, yeah, the biggest issue is, and this is like uh, kind of my biggest issue with a lot of like taking nerd media and making it mainstream is the like, it tries too hard to make it seem like really important and, and like, real and cool. Like it's yeah. like gritty and cool and real. I, I think my biggest, and I obviously like, I love a Godzilla movie with good human characters who, who add, yeah. who add an emotional weight to the story from their point of view and their perspective with whatever is happening with the Kaiju um, mm-hmm. with this one. A, I think it suffered from character. Other than Brian Cranston, the character is not being particularly interesting. Uh, I I really struggle with the fact that Ford, which is interesting, I have a cousin named Ford, and it's a name yeah. that I had never never heard in my life until. And then Godzilla, like other than my cousin, and then Godzilla has Ford, and then Gravity Falls has the name Ford. I'm like, yeah. wow, it's coming <laughs> popular. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, what I struggle with this character though is that. Every given situation that his character walks into in this movie, he's so he's this like army sergeant type of guy. He's like high up in the army. He's like he ranks Mm -hmm. high in the army. He is very uh, he's like a very talented, uh, skilled member of the armed forces. And every situation he walks into, there is no dispute that he is the most qualified person for whatever issue they have in front of them. Yet still. They need to force conflict into the movie by making the superior officers be like, nope, we can't let you do it because reasons. You know what I mean? But there's no yeah. good reasons. There's yeah. no good reasons. It's just him being like, hey, I know you don't know me, but I'm the most qualified person and you need me because this is a crisis. And they're like, ah, there's nothing I can do. And then I'm saying, <laughs> come, on, come on. And you're like, OK, I guess we'll we'll use your help. Uh, it's yeah, just it, it's forced. It feels forced. <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of hack writing you expect from like the Transformers movies like that's Right. That's kind of like how I felt, and and I don't think they're as bad, personally. But like right. the these movies feel like just the Transformers movies in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, we'll get to it, but especially with some characters in the most recent one. Uh, <laughs> but but like yeah, the I wasn't super for a multitude of reasons, um, and. <laughs> maybe getting a little bit heavy here, maybe a little bit uh, uh, off of where I, where we would normally be willing to go, but I don't necessarily think it's a good idea to make a Godzilla movie where the American military are the good guys, like right. unequivocally. Right. I, I'm not saying that like, it doesn't make sense in the logic of the world that the film makes. Right. I mean, meta textually, it's just a weird kind of awkward thing because of you know the very specific influences of, of the godzilla. original godzilla yeah totally um, now godzilla has always had a military aspect to it uh most of the time it is like they, they swing their big military dick and then fail and make the situation worse uh shin godzilla for example is a movie all about like how worthless japanese bureaucracy is Mm -hmm. and how it just like they just keep 
forcing decorum <laughs> and doing like all this nonsense that doesn't matter and not helping the people and just cutting through all the red tape and just trying to help people and it just ends up costing so many people lives. I watched I rewatched that movie like a year ago, right when the fucking lockdown started, and I was like, Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is Dude. It's very prescient. Um, yeah. I uh, I rewatched it a couple weeks ago, actually, just right after right after this one came out. This new one yeah. came out. Uh, I I just I can't say enough about how much I love Shin Godzilla. Oh um, yeah, it's that in particular is just how it's such a biting indictment of like of the ineffectiveness of bureaucracy and how it doesn't allow uh, teamwork in an effective manner, especially in a crisis situation. And yeah. it's. And it does it. I think what's so brilliant about that movie is it does it in not only an effective way that like that really showcases its shortcomings, but it's funny. Like they do it in a really mm. funny way. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, it's, there's a dark and, comedy to it. It's so exactly ridiculously repetitive. And mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like there's so much to that movie. That movie has such an interesting structure and yeah. like cinematography to it compared to these movies, which do just feel like a blockbuster movie and i look i want to say that i do not think the 2014 godzilla movie is a bad movie right uh, and there are good things about it. i actually do like godzilla's design uh in yeah. the movie i think that it's a it's a like yeah that's how you would expect a big cgi godzilla to look as opposed <laughs> right. to the uh the tri-star one um and i like yeah, I did shout in the theaters when he shot the atomic breath down the throat of the the giant yeah. Muto monster. Like that's fucking cool. Like there's it's a great great shot. Yeah, there's cool shit in the the movies and the first act of the movie with Brian Cranston, like you said, is excellent because it does feel like a classic Toho movie in that right. it's uh, trying to build a mystery and it's a slow burn and uh, a lot of people have the issues with some of these movies where. Uh, they're like, oh, there's not enough. Like, when's Godzilla gonna show up? When he's yeah, that's not my issue. Up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I personally, I don't really have a problem with that. Uh, I have some, maybe some other issues about like usage of Godzilla. Uh, yeah, especially but... in that one. I the other thing about that one is there are things about it I really like. Especially they they get really creative with some of their shots uh, in terms of making making the scale of Godzilla understood to the audience. They do a really good job of that. And Gareth Edwards in general, um, you know, I'm like, he did Rogue One as well, which is not, also not a movie I'm a huge fan of, but that's another movie no. that has uh, incredible sense of scale, like incredible yeah. sense of scale, especially yeah, this... with all of the stuff with the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, that's like by far its its high point. And I do really appreciate the way uh, in, in some of the later parts of the movie, Godzilla is showcased. I do... The last time it really bothered me with how long they went hiding Godzilla and not not just from a movie standpoint of like, oh, when are they going to get to Godzilla? It was more like, oh, Godzilla is here, but they're just pushing the camera is aiming past him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, (laughs) when he when he first arrives at the airport, it's like, well, you're 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 filming the other kaiju normally like you're showcasing the other kaiju normally at this point. The only reason you're hiding Godzilla from the audience is like to hide is to withhold it from the audience. There's no yeah. there's no purpose within the framing of this shot <laughs> and the framing of this scene other than, well, we don't want to show you guys Godzilla yet. 
Um, yeah. Everyone in that scenario sees Godzilla and the Mutos, except for the audience, apparently, you know, which is a little frustrating to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to say that, like, this may be off base, but I think maybe they are kind of embarrassed to be <laughs> using Godzilla. I kind of got that feeling, like, between this and, like, uh, the most recent movie, Godzilla versus Kong, that, like, there's a lot of, like, sparse usage of Godzilla. And, like, in King of the Monsters, uh, I will say that they they do a fine job of, like, you know, uh, showing us Godzilla and, like, right. utilizing him and everything. But, like, it, I guess, uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, but, like, Godzilla versus Kong felt like Kong Skull Island 2 occasionally yep. starring godzilla you know like it is a kong <laughs> godzilla vs kong is and my first review i logged on letterbox is this is a kong movie godzilla yeah. vs kong is a kong movie personally mm. I, though i am a godzilla stan historically uh i think i liked that route personally for godzilla yeah. vs kong and and yeah. i think the main reason i liked that route is because uh in the monster verse there are two. Obviously, we got two main monsters, two main kaiju, Godzilla and Kong. Kong has personality. Uh, Godzilla doesn't have much personality in these movies. Uh, he's he's a little bit more of a monster. They give him a little bit more personality in Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, but they feel like big monsters who are just going at each other, especially yeah. in like King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters are just like these are big monsters who are like succumbing to their primal needs to fight each other. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Kong always felt like a character to me in these, in, in Kong skull Island and in, in Godzilla vs Kong. And uh, so yeah. it's weird. I know you have to market it as Godzilla vs Kong because Godzilla is more popular. Um, but it very much felt like a Kong movie. It felt like, Oh, we know yeah, we recognize sure. that Kong is, is the character who can, convey emotion to our audience effectively so and we'll I'll go say through i'm not necessarily like i don't even necessarily think that's a bad idea because i agree with you i think kong skull island is bar none the best one out it's of my all favorite. of these movies yeah uh, it's for my sure. favorite one and, yeah and it's not just me as a uh, huge fan of apes in general <laughs> uh but you know it's it's just a it has style to it it has like personality to it it's cool. It gives you everything that you would want from these kind of movies, uh, as well as a little bit more. Uh, it feels like there's like effort put into it. I and also like. That, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, not to say that there isn't effort uh, right. elsewhere in the other movies, but like I, I said, it's it's starting to feel like you know, uh, yeah, it feels more like a push and pull rather than like a crescendo with the most recent movie where you get one Godzilla movie, one Kong movie, one Godzilla movie, and then a Kong movie instead right. of like, Oh, now both dovetail and right. then we get a Godzilla and Kong movie. Uh, For sure. And then there are, there are other kind of like complications on that. Uh, but you know, we don't have to talk about that right now. Right. Uh, we can wait until, you know, we get into a, a more discussion about that specific movie. Where are you going we to talk say about that? should we talk about Kong? Should we talk about Kong Skull oh, Island? Yeah, we can talk um, uh, Kong Skull Island, I I quite quite like. I <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's for me. I think the it's it's 
it's a nicer movie to look at visually. I really like the 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 style of that movie and the cinematography. I think sort of the uh, the bright, vivid orange sunsets of Skull Island, uh, like the way they introduced Kong, I think is so cool. It's and it's so drastically different than the way they introduced Godzilla. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Godzilla, God's introducing Godzilla in the first one is like, let's hide him as long as we can. And as soon as they get to the island, it's like, look at that giant ape standing in the silhouette <laughs> of the sun. Um, and uh, I also think Kong Skull Island has fun human characters and yeah. like a very clear, a very clear uh, goal for those human characters, which is we are trapped on Skull Island. Let's get off of Skull Island. Uh, it's it's like, you know, obviously in, in Godzilla, it's like, oh, well, our main character's got to get home. But like you got characters in all these different places. I feel like on Skull Island, they were able to hone in on that stuff a little better. I mean, like Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston are maybe a little bland, uh, sure. but you got you got John Goodman, who's great. You got Sam Jackson, who's great. You got John C. Riley, who's great. Uh, those are fun characters, especially John C. Riley. <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't know. I like I mean, I don't think it's a masterpiece by any means. But when I uh, when I look at these movies like that's the one where I feel like you can see the kaiju the most and he looks good. I like the way Kong looks in that movie. I like the way they weren't afraid to showcase him. I like the way they Mm. showed him in full light instead of in darkness uh, or rain or snowstorms. (laughs) I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, And they had a cool fight. The final fight where he's using like where he's using the the boat propeller to fight the skull crawler. There's some like really cool, interesting stuff that they did there. Um, It's, you know, it's still, I, I don't, I don't think I rank any of these movies above a three stars, you know, no, <laughs> um, no. but, uh, but Kong skull Island is one that it didn't take itself overly seriously. It knew it was a movie about a giant ape on an Island <laughs> and yeah, and it, for sure. and it like, embracing that not not embarrassed of that you know yeah that that's that's an important factor you know like the uh you know the the not being ashamed of what it is uh to me like the discussion that comes up whenever these movies come out <laughs> drives me insane with the uh like uh, there'll be a review that's critical of like the human characters or like the the human subplots and then 100 people on Twitter will come out of the woodwork and be like, nobody wants to watch these movies. Yeah. The fucking human care. Incorrect. <laughs> to me, like, why not? I, like, right. it, I'm not saying I'm not even necessarily saying that, like, they're wrong. I'm right. just saying, why not? Why mm-hmm. shouldn't we expect more? Because we there are plenty of great kaiju movies. There's plenty of ones that are lackluster and have boring as fuck human characters. Don't worry. We're not, we're not so like nostalgia poisoned weebers that we think that everything from the sixties is gold and, and whatever. But there are plenty of absolutely excellent movies that are out there with great characters and great storylines that are taken from beginning to end with those characters. And sometimes the stories involve the monsters as well. Like Ghidorah, the three-headed monster has like a whole nuanced conversation between Mothra, Rodan and Godzilla right. talking to one another about like, you know, if they should even bother fighting Ghidorah because why, 
why protect the earth that hates them? Right. But it is the earth that they live on. And, you know, that like if they want to have the rights to live on it, or if they want to have that peace of mind to live on the planet, they should do their part to protect it. Uh, I don't know. I, I just think that uh, it's, it's sad to see people undersell or, or undersell the movies and misplace the actual issue or like the core of what they're getting at. I understand that a lot of people, when they say that, they really just mean like, well, the most interesting part is the monsters. Right. Or like the, the most fun, like flashy part to talk about is the monsters. Uh, but again, like I, I think that it's, it's sad to see these movies thrown under the bus uh, and people just like willing to accept mediocre product because they're like, well, but there's a fucking big lizard in it that shoots lasers. Right. And that's good enough for me. Well, there was emotion behind that big lizard before. Okay. So damn it. Uh, but Kong Skull Island, I think is like definitely like if, if they, I agree with you that all the movies are like three out of five, but like, right. this is like a high three out of five. This is maybe a, <laughs> I don't like, yeah. I don't like rating with 0.5, but like 3.5. Right. There you go. I will <laughs> make an exception with that. You know, it's like the one that I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, it's it's uh, a, a movie right down the middle is like, oh, it has equal parts, good and bad. And I think that for the most part, it's like the good kind of always the bad. Uh, yeah, I I'm, I'm of two minds of it. You know, like I I completely agree. I think. I love my favorite Godzilla movies have a good human story. Um, yeah. I think it only can add to the emotional weight of what's happening with the Kaiju. If you're invested in what's happening with the humans, like it can only add to it for sure. Uh, and like and that's why, yeah. for example, you know? Oh God, that's what that's probably that's that's other than the original in Shin. I think Biolante is my favorite Godzilla movie. Yeah. Um, excellent movie. It's so good. Um, I I guess I'm of two minds with these new ones, though, because I feel like you had a situation like Godzilla 2014 where I was just not invested in what they did with the human characters and I could really pinpoint why. Um, and then you had something like Kong Skull Island where, you know, it's still not my favorite kaiju movie, but I at least had fun with those human characters. I at least wasn't bored by those human characters. Sure. Um, and then you get to Godzilla King of the Monsters. And uh, it's kind of takes a step back, in my opinion, uh, with with the human stuff. Um, And I think and then and then you get to Godzilla vs. Kong. And, you know, I don't think I blame them or harbor much ill will for how how much they skimped on human stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just because of their track record. I'm like, okay, well, they've mostly they got it most they got it pretty good in one of these movies and the other ones i wasn't as big a fan of what they do with the humans so you know what if you really want to embrace what is working for these movies go like you know what cut it down and i still think there even were some aspects of the gvk human stories i liked namely just the little girl and kong's relationship that was pretty much what i the only thing i liked (laughs) in in the human story um that's uh that was i liked that a lot actually that was a that was a cool part of the movie i think like it it had like a little bit of the uh native mysticism yeah um but that's kind of like that that's also in 
the Japanese Godzilla movies with Mothra, you know, right. like as totally. a character. Mothra is Toho's King Kong, even though right. King Kong is in the Toho movies. Right. Exactly. Um, like, um, uh, I wanted to say, like, o- almost very similarly, you had like a standalone Mothra movie, uh, and then Mothra versus Godzilla. Mothra was front built because Godzilla was not as popular at that point. Uh, and that feels like Mothra 2 also starring Godzilla. Back, and that was back in like 63. So it's very similar to how we got with uh, Godzilla vs. Kong now, where it feels like really going in on Kong. And I'm mostly okay with that just because, you know, it, it's even between right. the two characters. But also, like, again, like, I, I do feel kind of a bit of like, uh, do they even like Godzilla? <laughs> right. Like, do they? I, uh... I have to admit, like, I feel like I feel like a little bit like I, I'm betraying my my roots, you know, because I am I am far and away like historically a Godzilla stan. I've always liked King Kong, but like I've always been a Godzilla guy. Sure. Yeah. Um, And it's but it is wild how these movies really made me care about Kong and not as much about Godzilla. Like yeah. <laughs> just this this series <laughs> in particular, like when it comes to the legendary monster verse. I'm I'm Team Kong. I have to admit it. Like I For just sure. am. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we can maybe like get right into it actually, because I do want to. I do think like you know we can we can talk about the movie. I'm not sure if you want mm-hmm. to talk about uh, King of the Monsters a little bit before we get the into only the, thing. The main let me force, say but... one thing about King of the Monsters. I, I the one thing I'll say about King of the Monsters is that like on paper. If you told me the plot of that movie when I was a kid, I would I would have freaked out. I've been like, this is the greatest thing that's ever existed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would it's just that it's a dream come true. Um, I think my biggest issue with King of the Monsters, although there's things I really like about it, and like a lot of it watching on the big screen, I felt a little bit like a kid in a, you know, a kid in the theater again. But it it wore me down a bit with the CGI monsters. Mm. Uh there's there's so many monsters in it. It's Mothra, Ghidorah, Rodan, Godzilla. And and I honestly don't think I I think the monsters look better in in every other legendary monster verse movie. Um, And I don't know if that's because their their resources were spread thin thin to work on all of these monsters in one movie. It's a lot of monsters. Um, But when I watch those fights, it feels like they're even more so than Godzilla 2014, like the, the snowstorm stuff, the thunderstorm stuff. There's so many things they're using to, to hide the monsters from us uh, and, and hide the CGI from us um, that I just wish I had had a little more fun watching those fights. Uh, There are things about them. I liked, I love everything on paper. Uh, You know, they did, they they made the right moves with Mothra um, coming in, coming in to save the day. Like, it's like every beat on paper. I'm like, that is Godzilla. That's great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just didn't have as fun watching it and that bummed me out. <laughs> yeah. It, it feels like I, like I was pretty excited because I was like, Oh, okay. Well, the first one was all right, but this one's going to be a slam dunk. Cause right. it felt like a sort of reinterpretation of, uh, my favorite show, a movie Ghidorah, the three headed monster. Yeah. It's the same roster of, the monsters monsters, totally uh and it has that idea of like there's one common enemy and we gotta like put our differences aside and fight him though it does do like the opposite where it's where rodan decides to right they do this alpha this idea of the alpha yeah yeah 
uh, which is a little weird, but we won't get into <laughs> yeah. it right now. Uh, we, we, we can we can dissect that on some other podcasts when we have more time to talk about all of these movies. <laughs> but sure. right now, I don't want to get into the uh, the weird nonsense of the alpha stuff. Uh, but but you know, yeah, it, it's just weird that it did kind of like it was pretty mid and like. There were some things that I would consider offensive, but not quite as bad as the first. You know, the first I think had the like big error of being like a, a weird band of brothers movie screwed on top of a Godzilla right. movie. Right. And then like you have things like, oh, the main character fucking blows up a whole nest of babies yeah and man and it's not supposed to be horrific it was just like <laughs> yeah we took care you know it wasn't like yeah. completely like america fuck yeah or anything but it was like there was no like it was just a very all right we did that we destroyed that that's checklist when like i think that that should be like a huge uh ethical moment in the right. movie if you want us totally. to like feel bad or feel like the monsters have a personality to them uh you have the show like the amount of grief and anger that comes over the mom when it sees that all of its babies have been destroyed uh right you know something as simple as that which is which can be done with the monsters you can do good storytelling with the monsters i mean if you don't believe me kids go on hbo max right now watch war of the gargantuas that's a great movie <laughs> I've never um, seen that one. I gotta. I'll do that. Absolutely. <laughs> Please check that out. <laughs> it, it, it's a loose sequel to a previous movie, Frankenstein versus Baragon. Yes. Um, but you really do not need. To, that's a fantastic movie, but it's not on HBO Max, and right. you don't really need to see it to get War of the Gargantuas. War of the Gargantuas is like you watch that, and then there will be a ton of nerdy jokes throughout the history of like TV shows that would be like, ah. That it's one of those movies, you know. Right. Like, uh, Guillermo del Toro was hugely influenced by it, and I love it. Basically, anytime you see two big things fighting, and one's orange and one's green, that's a War of the Gargantuas reference. Right. But, um, I've definitely seen screen grabs from it, and I've heard, oh, sure, heard things yeah. about it. I've just never watched the movie. I'm uh, there's there's a handful of kaiju stuff that I've like, you know. Part of me is like, yeah. oh, I should wait. I should wait until I'm. I'm uh, in a like in a hyper fixation mode on on kaiju to be yeah. like, right, gotta watch all the stuff that I haven't seen, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's that's one great thing about this podcast is being able to be like, oh, we get to watch Dogura and like, right, you know, Atragon and weirdo movies that I've I've personally never seen because I just stuck to watching it on VHS tapes and sure. DVDs that I could find for the most part. Uh, most part, but archive.org is your friend for finding obscure <laughs> movies for free online. Yeah, I gotta, um, I gotta, gotta use archive more. Absolutely. Uh, do not care. Copyright is bullshit. Uh, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs>
We're the Spirit Hunters, and we're a show that treats Hunter Hunter and Yu Hakusho's author as the center of the universe. Some weeks, we do linguistic analysis. So the Chinese meaning of this character is to smelt or refine, but so the changed meaning in Japanese, it means to temper. Other times, we get absolutely smashed. So we take one shot every time. Yusuke uses the ray gun. One hour later. This is the least coherent episode. You can find out more about the Spirit Hunters right here on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Here at Chat of the Wild, our game club podcast, we have been using our lens of truth to do deep dives on the Legend of Zelda series, in order, covering one to two dungeons each episode. Our show also looks at Zelda-likes, such as Crusader of Senti, Golden Axe Warrior, and the bizarre journey of For the Frog the Bell Tolls. Join us right now as we play Ari and the Secret of Seasons, our first new release since Season 1. Or check out our past seasons breaking down nearly 20 action-adventure titles. New episodes drop every Wednesday, here on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Yes, now we can finally get in and talk about Godzilla vs. Kong. What is your first, just like, first thing that comes to your mind? What is your, like, snap impression? How'd you feel about this movie? I would say fun. I would say it's pretty fun. Um, I, you know, it, it's pretty bare bones in terms of the human stuff, which we kind mm. of touched on before. Um, but I will say that, like, and I guess because these movies kind of made me a kong fan i was like the moment it opened on kong i was like oh sweet this is a kong movie <laughs> like, yeah, this is yeah. gonna be about kong um, i made a i made a joke to some of my friends that it opened exactly like shrek because you know, it <laughs> opens with kong it does <laughs> just like yeah bathing and having a shower. And like, there's like a song in the background uh just very it reminded me so much of shrek and that was, yeah. I was like oh my god there's like a fun style to this movie. Oh, he, doesn't, this is... he doesn't wipe his ass with a fairy tale, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that does not happen. Uh, but... Um, yeah. but I I think my my initial my initial thing is like I really liked the kaiju fights in this. I I liked yeah. they were they I think they were the most fun I had watching kaiju's fight in the legendary era. Um, for sure i liked both i i and i actually i really i know godzilla wasn't in it as much but even from his opening scene when he shows up and he destroys the pensacola apex factory mm. uh he's I, that visually i liked the look of the scene i liked how scary and menacing he looked i liked how much yeah. we could see of godzilla like the first I we like... see his spikes and then they 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 do his mouth into the into the camera for that yeah. first introduction of him and i was like oh cool they're showing him <laughs> they're showing us godzilla yes yeah um uh, even though it's definitely a more of a kong focused movie and godzilla is kind of the antagonist who shows up various times when they did show godzilla they really featured godzilla which which was great yeah um yeah. How about you? What do you, how do you feel about the movie? Uh, my first impression, like after watching it, I was like, I think it personally is like definitely better than the two Godzilla movies, but not quite as like cleanly good as uh, Kong Skull Island. So it yep. still is like right in the middle there, unfortunately, but uh, the fighting was excellent. And that kind of like, it kind of washed away a lot of like different problems I had. Uh, with the movie 
and I'll say that the um, beyond what I feel like is a kind of uh, maybe it maybe it's dependent on the director. I guess of each of these movies, I mean, we got the dude yeah. who did the uh, Netflix Death Note movie, which I'm not saying is good or bad, but it's just like, a, you know, that that is a type of movie that, you know, <laughs> exists. You know, I haven't seen that movie and I know people don't like it, but you also, you know, it's not like he wrote the movie. <laughs> and yeah, no, uh, no, no, not at all. That's, and that is but, a but, tall but, task. That's a tall task to adapt that kind of thing, you know. For um, sure. Yeah. Like the screenwriting I don't think is an issue like, or is the issue with like the story. I think it is down to like editing and and post stuff. That is not me saying that they should release a fucking five hour version of the movie. (laughs) People online, you know, you've seen it all over Twitter forgot that movies are supposed to be like two hours long, you know, and they're like, every every movie ever has a long assembly cut. Every movie that's ever existed has a long assembly cut. That's part of the process. It doesn't mean we should see any of them. (laughs) It doesn't mean we should see any of them. (laughs) Absolutely Uh, not. And I don't (laughs) like, I really don't think it's necessary uh, to see it here. Even if I feel like there's a lack of, uh, attention given to the human characters um i would say that like just some reshuffling of plot points could have made it so that some of the more interesting characters are focused on more like i think that for example i understand why we had to follow millie bobby brown and yeah henry and and julian yeah yeah <laughs> and the, you know like the, in their their subplot that felt like the first transformers movie yeah um, <laughs> like almost exactly like that in the first transformers movie uh because it was like oh well we're dealing with like well, well like the main thrust of the plot is focusing on the hollow earth stuff this side thing is happening and showing us uh mecha godzilla and teasing right that. totally um I think that, uh, I don't know, it's, I just didn't really find a lot of the, like, conspiracy theory, crazy man stuff very funny. Me either. Like, I I have, I don't know, I feel like my, I used to think that was funny. (laughs) Like, I used (laughs) to think at some point that, like, those conspiracy theories were, like, Oh, they're funny kooks, you know, and the people that believe them are just funny weirdos. But now I know QAnon exists, I guess. And I'm like, it's just darkened all conspiracy theories to me forever now. Uh, I can relate. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's unfortunate because like I like the safe conspiracies of like Bigfoot is real, you know. Yeah, I like it on paper. I like yeah, I didn't but... I just didn't like the execution of being it like haha isn't it funny how crazy he is I would rather I would rather they like lean into the mystery side of the conspiracy stuff versus sure. the like making fun of the like <laughs> like oh, look how wacky yeah. this stuff is you know yeah yeah and then like the fact that he is he's right like right he's not like they're like oh th- they have you know a character that's constantly making fun of this dude and and I also don't like the fact that like the only prominent black guy in the movie is like a, a, a dumb, goofy, sweaty guy. That's always making jokes. You know, that's just like, you know, but that that's Hollywood, but um, right. You know, like there, there are issues, little issues like that. Uh, 
but like the stuff with the hollow earth and like the exploration of that and like those characters they're not exciting characters but like it's connected it, it to what's felt happening more classic yeah, yeah it's connected to what's happening it felt more classic it felt like uh, a, a classic Toho movie. Totally. Um, when you have when you have them traveling in a ship through to the Hollow Earth, I like I totally get vibes of like them traveling to Planet X. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like that. Really, like those. It's like super out there, not realistic at all. But we're just going to embrace how fun and silly it is. You know, <laughs> like for sure. Yeah, and the, and I feel like they like went all out in the short amount of time. Uh, on hollow earth and made it look really cool uh and had like enough fun set pieces and enough like bizarre shit in it to be like "Ooh, what's this about like they, sure. they've laid some groundwork for potential future movies even though i, I don't necessarily even want them to do yeah. anymore do we even I, I know if they just, do we know if yeah. there will be like who yeah what's what's going on with it <laughs> i would i would prefer toho to just you know get get it back per se, and, uh, and just yeah. make their own new interpretation of it. Uh, but, you know, I, I think like all that stuff is done really well. Plus the, the, I started to uh, like, really like, Oh man, this is pretty cool. When I started to realize that it was going to culminate in Kong getting an ax, like yeah. using a, a weapon to fight Godzilla. And I, I think that idea is cool because I love, anthropology and, and archaeology a lot of that kind of stuff i like human evolution and, and looking at that so i love the idea of like going from point a to point b with the uh oh he's a giant ape but what if he's like you know what if he's close enough to human intelligence that he can use weapons and he can articulate thoughts and do things like that and that's what kind of gives him an edge over godzilla who has right. just the raw power Right. Um, I think that that's like that's a super smart thing, and it, and it does remind me of um, well, not only the original uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, but also Frankenstein versus Baragon, and some right. other movies. Um, so all, all that stuff I think is good, uh, <laughs> but but that like every good thing that happens, then there's like one very like either small or like big bad thing that happens that kind of like sets it back. Like, uh, like Sarazawa's son, I feels like everything about that is bad. Did anyone, it, I mean, did, did it, was it even clear in the context of the movie that that was Sarazawa's son? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, not at all. <laughs> I only, I only knew that from the descriptions of the movie. I can't think of what in the movie really like it was. There, I mean, maybe there was a line when he introduced him to, uh, to what's his name? The, uh, the Skarsgård character, Alexander yeah. Skarsgård's character, but um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's. I agree. There's there are definitely aspects of that human story that were like left on the cutting room floor. That's clear, and yeah, I know, yeah. and I I feel like they, um, you know, I trust that they did what they needed to do to make this movie the most enjoyable possible. I have a feeling that if they cut those things there was a good reason for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it does also leave, it leaves a lot to be desired. It leaves a lot to be desired in the human, in the human aspects. Um, and a lot of those human stories feel completely disconnected from everything else that's happening. Like none yeah. of, none of, none of the Godzilla team other than the Mecha Godzilla discovery 
feels connected to anything else in the movie. Whereas at least the Kong team are actively on the mission of the movie. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the other team is like, we're investigating this conspiracy. We're finding Mechagodzilla. And then the only real way it ties in at the end is the like kind of half-assed, uh, the half-assed, like we, we kind of messed up Mechagodzilla's head for a second to help Kong and Godzilla. Uh, it was just not, not needed. I didn't need that. I know. And I, and it's so clear that that was specifically so that they could have some sort of tie in to, <laughs> to that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, or to the yeah. end of that movie, to the climax of that movie. Um, but I didn't need that. I, I would rather have seen Kong and Godzilla beat the crap out of Mechagodzilla yeah. by themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That that that's you know I, I agree. That's my big issue with the uh, the screenplay. Isn't necessarily that I think like we needed more, but like the priorities were out of whack. Yes. I, I feel like <laughs> if we're cutting like that shouldn't exist at all, but that kind of needs to because Millie Bobby Brown is a, a big actor, and you know she'll get people to pay attention to the movie because they like Stranger Things, right? I understand that. I understand that it's, but maybe you should have put her in some, some way related to just, just focus wholly on the hollow earth expedition and everything. Uh, I don't know. I I don't want to be screen doctor here with the, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterback or, uh, you know, just, right. I don't know. It's, (laughs) I don't want to be too harsh on a movie that I feel like, uh, went through a lot of weird shit in the past two years as far as yeah. editing and like production and everything. And, and, like, and based on out, the reaction, reaction to the last film had to have affected it a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think like, while I can excuse the lack of character development for like Sarah's son being in basically a non-entity, I, I can't really excuse the fact that he just dies unceremoniously like yeah. while piloting Mechagodzilla that feels yep. like th- that feels so weird because in uh Godzilla against Mechagodzilla the Toho movie they do have that idea of like oh somebody's piloting Mechagodzilla and it goes berserk but the character that's piloting it doesn't die right or anything like that so it feels like I don't know. I guess it feels like a weird way for them to uh, try to tie it into the previous movie because they have the whole thing where it's Ghidorah's skull and they're using that technology, like they're using right. that integrated into it to create a neural network. So it's kind of like both Mechagodzilla and a rematch with Ghidorah in a spiritual sense. And like that's why Godzilla was going and targeting all those facilities because he knew that it was Ghidorah. And then he's, but then he's just fighting Kong because he's like, fuck you, Kong. (laughs) Like, he's just jealous of Kong because they're, they're both, I don't know, that, that, whatever. But um, yeah, that the, the Kong stuff is like, I mean, obviously I feel like, I guess that was kind of what was established in King of the Monsters, right? If there are two alphas, they will fight it out. And Kong is considered an alpha, right? Um, Yeah. And you know, you can, I have issues with that. I have issues with that idea, I guess, on paper, but also at least at least there's an idea there <laughs> that exists yeah, for why they're yeah. fighting. You know what I mean? Um, I was a little disappointed with I was a little disappointed that this was a Kong movie <laughs> and 
they kind of definitively had Godzilla beat Kong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I get it. Like I saw a lot of comments. I know a lot of people grew up on King Kong versus Godzilla and are, and were disappointed that King Kong kind of seemingly won that one, you know? Yeah. Um, and I saw a lot of comments like that from people who felt the same way. Uh, and ultimately I do think, uh, you know, Godzilla was getting his ass kicked at the end of that yeah, movie. Yeah. And he w- and if, if Kong didn't show up, Godzilla might have died. Like he was about to get he was about to get blasted in the face from yeah. from Mecha Godzilla. Um but it kind of bummed me out to see so many Godzilla stands be like, I'm so glad that there's finally an answer. Godzilla is better. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's yeah, not what that, the movie was saying. <laughs> that's yeah, that, not that, what that feels happening. like. <laughs> yeah, that that's such a gross misinterpretation of it. And right. that, that I mean, but from what I've observed uh, on the edges of like that kind of uh, fandom power level culture, you know, like uh, the, it's always insane how often the people default to like, oh, well, the better monster is the one that's the stronger one, because uh, I've seen a lot of people be like. Godzilla from King of the Monsters is more powerful than Shin Godzilla, so therefore it's a mm. better movie. Like, no, the fuck, it's not. Mm. First of all, and I mean, two, yeah. like, who gives a shit? The Shin Godzilla is not like, okay, yeah, it is supposed to be like a really strong, horrifying monster, but the he's a metaphor, right? You know, exactly. it's a movie. <laughs> the, it's not. He's not a literal thing. There, Godzilla does not exist. Uh, So, uh, and I get like, there's fun to be had in engaging in that kind of like, but who would win right? uh, kind of stuff. But I've just seen it too many times turned into like, this one's better because they're stronger. Like what you said with the Godzilla thing, where like, I would say definitively, it does not matter if Godzilla beat Kong. Kong is still a better character. And also they work together and beat mechagodzilla and that's way cooler than like the i I will say honestly like the i loved the climactic fight with mechagodzilla um, me too uh, because it felt like there was a lot of uh, uh things that i love in stories i like it when they utilize all the characters well. I mean, the human characters, maybe not so much. Right. I mean, I guess the monsters, both of them are teaming up and fighting uh, and, and doing a good job of taking down this monster. There's like the really cool moment of like him charging up the spine axe yeah. with the atomic breath and he, and he uses it there. Like lots of cool stuff. Very cool final fight. I do have to ask though. How do you feel about Mechagodzilla's design? I was going to ask you the same thing. I, uh, you know, I think for the legendary monster verse, it works for me. Um, yeah. It's certainly not my favorite Mechagodzilla. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the OG Mechagodzilla. Yeah, same. I, that, that's um, my personal favorite. I, I love it. I, but I don't know for, for, a mecha godzilla that is based on the legendary godzilla uh it it kind of did it for me and i wasn't really expecting it to and i'm sure there's lots of people who disagree but um for whatever reason i you know i was worried that uh making him that kind of shape and of like pose the same way that the legendary godzilla does like have that same kind of uh posture 
Um, yeah, I, I didn't, I was, I was afraid it would look really bad, especially when you looked at those toy leaks, like the toy leaks, those toys, those toys are ugly, but, but in the movie, it worked for me. It worked, it worked fine for me. (laughs) I I think, yeah, it's a, it's a solid translation of like, this is what Mechagodzilla would look like in this. Um, you know, I, I do really like the millennium era Mechagodzilla as a robot being piloted. I think that. Heisei one actually sucks. I but... don't like the Heisei one either, even though I love, yeah. I love, I think Heisei is my favorite era and I love, yeah. and I really like that movie. Uh, but, but it is my, it is my least favorite. It's, it's probably my like least it, favorite. It's too it, rounded. It's Michelin just, I don't know. Man, I don't, I don't know. Like yeah. The, yeah. The dumb diaper baby. Like it he looks, doesn't look scary. He doesn't look scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like the, uh, the classic like retro, robot ass robot of mechagodzilla from 74 movie is like yes when i think of mechagodzilla that is what immediately comes to my mind same it's like it's angular it's got rivets it's like it looks like industrial you know what i mean yeah yeah uh and and that's one thing that i i kind of wished the movie did was that the the excuse for godzilla betraying humanity quotes was that it they were referencing Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Uh, but it turns out that they did not. Right. So I, that, that is sad. I predicted that before <laughs> seeing the movie, but it turned out to not be true. I was I will say I was kind of hoping they were gonna go the the millennium route, which was like, oh, this this thing that is piloted has become sentient. And I and they did. I was kind of glad they did that, even though it was yeah. like a little, it was a little uh it wasn't a super effective means to get there, but it got there, you know. Um, yeah, I'd always had an idea. I, I always liked the millennium idea that he was built from the remains of an old Godzilla. And I, I, I would always kind of hope that they had done that. I, I remember after the first Godzilla movie came out, even though I was a little disappointed, I wrote out a plan of basically mm-hmm. a plan, a trilogy of movies plan. Um, and my big my big twist was that I wanted them to do basically what they were doing in this movie. They kind of did a lot of stuff that I hoped they would. Um, in terms of them start building a mecha Godzilla, but I wanted them to be building it around the remains of an old Godzilla. And I wanted that to trigger Godzilla into thinking, oh, there's more Godzillas now. And them him, him feeling betrayed because it's like this big metal monstrosity, <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. And then I wanted them to do the sentient mecha Godzilla thing, but I wanted it to, since in this universe, Godzilla is the savior of the of the planet uh then that this mecha sentient mecha godzilla would just start doing what mecha godzilla or what regular godzilla does too which is protect the planet from other kaiju and so we would i wanted to get a i wanted to get a godzilla and mecha godzilla team up against Ghidorah. uh this was well before any of these other movies came out but that was my that was my dream for these movies yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. i I probably like i was i was like what 19 when the uh 2014 movie came out personally so that was definitely like very nerdy right out of high school i probably thought way too hard about that kind of thing as well yeah uh and uh no shame in that but yeah i have shame in other things from that period of my life but not that. <laughs> yeah we all do we all do <laughs> but uh, you know uh to kind of wind things down i'll say that uh i think like this is i kind of now watching the movie understand at least a little bit more the specific fervor 
of people being like, we didn't watch it for the characters or anything. Right. Uh, because I think the action is so good. Yeah. And I think that the, uh, you know, uh, it, it does a lot well as far as the action goes. Um, I don't necessarily agree that, I, and I don't even necessarily think that most people believe that as well, that they don't care about the human characters. Right. I just think that like, they don't mind because the movie is perfectly fine. Right. Uh, the way that it is, but it's not, it could be way better if they did hone in on those aspects and, and improve it. Uh, I don't know if they're going to continue with yeah. the series. I don't know like what the future is going to hold. And I, and I really like, I can't see like, They've kind of done most of the uh, the big, like, huge, like, these are the rivals of Godzilla. The only other yeah. one I can maybe think of is, like, Destroya. But they didn't really... Yeah. I don't think they've set up a world where Destroya existing makes sense. Here's so. my pitch. Here's my pitch. If you're going to continue the Legendary verse, I feel like you have to... Rec- like, so here's the thing. Legendary is licensing all these characters, right? They're sure. license. They're licensing the Toho monsters. They're license. I don't know if they does w- WB might own Kong, but they're effectively able to use Kong because they have the rights to it. So if they're able to cross over these characters in, you know, licensing with these licensing uh, agreements, they should go for Gamera. They should just <laughs> go license Gamera and bring them in because why not? Uh, <laughs> just, yeah. Why not? Why the fuck not? <laughs> That's where I'm at with this. I'm like, you know, um, if you're going to continue the monster verse and you have this freedom to license characters you want to use. That's a thing people have wondered about for literal decades. So why not do it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Um, I want to say very quickly, uh, this is a, this is not a joke. Uh, apparently, Steven Soderbergh was going to direct a Matango movie like a few years ago, like right when the first, when the 2014 Godzilla came out. Yeah. Uh, M- Matango being the uh, the movie with the mushroom people. Right. Uh, by Shiro Honda. And like the idea of the fucking, pe- like the, the, Steven Soderbergh doing a Matanga movie sounds so perfect that it's insane that it didn't happen. And now I want it to happen. Right. For sure now. <laughs> yeah. Because like that, that's like far more of a like psychedelic, like you don't know what the fuck is real and what's not kind of like dark horror movie than it is like a, a monster movie in right. the same way that Godzilla is. But I would love to see that just like, Maybe not even in the MonsterVerse, just like whatever. If you're if yeah. you're going to adapt other Toho things, I say go for that. Personally, like I said, I I prefer Toho themselves to kind of get back on the series. Um, I feel like they should just do both. Like I I know that their license, the current licensing agreement was that like Legendary didn't want Toho to make stuff within a certain time frame surrounding their movies, which is yeah. why there's like two years between. Godzilla and Shin Godzilla and then another couple of years between Shin Godzilla and King of the Monsters. Um, mm. But as far as I'm concerned, if they if I mean, like it feels at this point, like the ball, like Toho kind of has the leverage here because they own the characters. They they know how successful Legendary has been with them. But so like they know what Legendary is losing 
if they mm-hmm. pulled them back. So I feel like with that leverage, they could allow Legendary to keep making their movies if they're just like, okay, you can keep making the movies, but none of this, none of this other stuff where we can't make our movies, we're going to make our movies too. Um, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, I don't mind at all if we got the legendary MonsterVerse happening, if we're also getting those Toho movies, because I want to see yeah. the yeah. 2020, I want in the 2020s. I want to see how Toho makes a Godzilla movie because Shin Godzilla visually to me, uh, I love, I like the look of Shin Godzilla so much more than any of these legendary movies. I think Godzilla himself looks so real and so scary in those movies, save yeah. for a little, a little bit of wonky movement and animation and some of this, yeah. and some of the sequences. But when he's just so scary looking, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll um, say I'm, I'm able to forgive like the, uh, the lackluster CGI in Shin. Cause like Japanese, like film industry is far less of a like specific mill of, uh, you know, money has the american film industry you know, yeah like hollywood so even, like yeah within the parameters of the japanese film industry uh i think shin godzilla like looks great though i would still have preferred them to use suits for the movie and, I, and they had like you know the idea to use suits in, in shinji higuchi the special effects director is like has done like amazing work with i mean watch the yeah. uh gamera heisei trilogy yeah those are all like his work as well as uh he did a a special for one uh, i think like the 40th or something 40th or 30th anniversary of uh studio ghibli he did a, a him and hideaki Anno did a like a 10 minute short that's based on nausicaa and the valley of the wind that's the day that the uh god warriors came and destroyed the earth oh what i gotta see that yeah (laughs) (laughs) it it feels like a like pilot almost for shin godzilla in a way with like the tone and like everything that looks uh in the it uses all practical effects so that's why i was like fuck if if this if we had this level of practical effects with shin godzilla it would be like indefensibly the best godzilla yeah. movie uh, though i still do think it is pretty much like it's it's my favorite i know i'll yeah. you know i'll 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 flip flop between that and the og but it's my i think yeah, it's my it's, favorite yeah. um i i do at least the very least appreciate that in shin godzilla even though it wasn't a, a guy in a suit it was they did make the monster move like a guy in a suit. Yeah. And that yeah. goes such a long way. I just think, I think a slow lumbering force of nature that you can't do anything about is scarier than like a quick, you know, quick running Godzilla of the legendary verse, even yeah. though it's maybe more like a real animal. Uh, it's not, I don't know. There's, it's less, it's not as haunting, you know, it's not as, it's, it's not as, it's not frightful in the same way as uh, that, like, it just the 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 slow nature yeah. and the, the inevitable nature of Shin Godzilla is like, oh, yeah, he's moving slow, but he's coming, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and there's no there's not a lot of like monsters in daylight. And they uh, are. I mean, there's bare other than Kong. There's right. like no monsters in daylight in the uh, the legendary movies. And I right. feel like that's kind of one of the most like eerie and disturbing things is just seeing a fucking giant monster like broad daylight in the middle of the city yes um like that's really striking imagery when you see him like walking through the train yard uh but anyway this 
this is not the Shin Godzilla podcast. We can we can wrap <laughs> this up. Overall, yeah. you know, I say if this is the last legendary movie, they went out on a in a solid note. I'm not a huge fan of the legendary movies, uh, but I think as far as like Americanizations of Godzilla go, uh, this is a like admirable attempt. I think that it does some like pretty critical things wrong thematically, mm-hmm. but I think that uh, overall, like if you really are just in it to watch a monkey and a lizard fight, <laughs> go right ahead. It's great. And you'll get some good visuals uh, along the way with like the stuff with hollow earth. Yeah, uh, you might want to fast forward through all the like nonsense with the conspiracy theorist guy, but <laughs> whatever, you know, like either way, it gets a like, yeah, it's a fine movie. Like it's a yeah. totally, you know, it, watch it to be part of the zeitgeist, you know, absolutely. Yeah, I- I'm really I I'm I was happy to see because King of the Monsters didn't do very well at the box office or critically. And so yeah. I was like, that's clearly why they panic about this one. I was a little worried. I was like, oh, man, is Godzilla like already done in the US? But it was so cool to see once those trailers hit for Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, the Internet just lit up like people were stoked to watch this movie. And it and it kind of reignited uh, it reignited the people's interest in Godzilla and Kong after it seemed like it had had kind of fizzled out um and so i think at the end of the day though i'm not as big a fan of these legendary movies as as uh some people if if this sparked and created more interest in kaiju movies and in godzilla movies and those people are going to go back and watch old ones and maybe follow along toho if they make some in the future that's a great thing uh and hbo max has like the criterion collection so it has all of the showa godzilla movies it doesn't have like all of the Showa Toho movies, like the original Mothra, I think is one of the best yeah. of that Showa era. And that's not on there, but the, the Mill Creek Blu-ray is extremely cheap. It's like $10. Oh, is it really? So, I wish they would put yeah. those Mothra movies on, on, on Criterion. I want a Criterion of that. Please, come on. <laughs> yeah. But Mothra and then the, the Heisei Mothra trilogy too. Dude, uh, Heisei everything. Give me, give me a Blu-ray yeah. box that, <laughs> Of everything Heisei, please. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, I bought the show one. I, I you know, I, I'm working on getting the Gamera set, the Arrow Gamera set that comes with every Gamera yeah, movie, but it's like three hundred dollars. So. Man, that sounds sweet though. <laughs> yeah, sounds... it's got. It looks sick as fuck. I mean, it's is it's that newer? Has it been out for a while? Has it just been out for a while? It, and it's... It, it's uh it just came out like 2020 i want to say i learned why, I actually it, learned about why is it so it. expensive did it was it limited I, yeah i think it was limited i learned about it because of uh friend of the show toby jones was, oh nice. um, was uh, uh he said like oh yeah i got a copy and i was like fuck that oh. came out and i didn't get a copy and <laughs> by the time that i checked it was gone so uh yeah there you go <laughs> man toby uh, jones lucky man i like to i love toby jones absolutely uh he's gonna be on very soon so great uh but that will be it for today's episode johnny it's been a wonder talking to you please plug yourself in this i session. will uh check out my youtube channel johnny two cellos i talk about cartoons and cartoon accessories uh, but nah. I'd really appreciate it if you checked out my new podcast. It's called Cartoons That Cursed. Uh, it's co-hosted with my friend Toonrific Tariq. 
Uh, yes. And we we literally just go through season by season of our favorite adult animated shows. We just today finished recording uh, our mini series on the Fox seasons of Futurama. We're moving on to a new series after that. Um, but we are literally just we're just set on going through all our favorite stuff and talking yeah. about it together. And we're having a real good time doing it so far. So I would appreciate it if you check that out. We're on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, all your podcast stuff. Uh, YouTube version has video. So that's a nice little bonus. Uh, and that's you it. Get to, you you get to see you. I like watching the YouTube version because I just like <laughs> laughing along with people. I guess I, <laughs> I don't know. Seeing people like smile and laugh makes me like feel good. Uh, it's, maybe it's bad because that feels like a weird parasocial thing. But uh, right, you know. <laughs> but we, uh, you know. Mia, Tariq, and I certainly laugh at our favorite jokes in these shows a lot yeah. in the podcast. So <laughs> if yeah, that's yeah. your I, thing, I, check it out. Yeah, I laughed very hard at you guys laughing very hard at the, um, you know, like, oh, not even one house that's remotely livable. <laughs> 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 but, uh, love Futurama. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, I'm not just saying this because you're uh, you're on the podcast, but I, I love your videos because I love I love adult cartoons. I think that, uh, you know, they deserve just as much attention from fans as like the more like fandom friendly uh steven universes and amphibias and everything like For that sure. so i do still i still do love those uh and you know you can if you want to hear about those cartoons you can go to my youtube channel <laughs> it's only magic where i i normally talk about cartoons it's less reviews and more like weird soulful video essays about like what x cartoon means to me or like those kind of things i make a a mini series called uh it's a review series charlie brown where i go one by one through every one of the peanut specials and talk about those and all the movies uh and you know currently at a you know neck and neck race with Tariq as far as that goes because he's <laughs> yeah, also doing his own separate series about he's that catching up be careful <laughs> yeah uh but um uh, other than that, we got our Patreon at uh, Explode When Defeated. Uh, if you donate at the $1 level, you can hear these podcasts a day early, and you can hear uh, our off-topic discussion podcast, Me and Nikki Shit Shooters, uh, where literally just we pick three things that we've done that two weeks. It's done every two weeks, and we just talk about them for an hour, uh, and we upload it. Uh, and that's our, that's your bonus at the one dollar level. But if you want to go a little bit higher, give us a little bit more skrill, then five dollars will get you. Let's go, Rider Cast, our exploration of the original Common Rider series. We talk about all ninety-eight episodes of the original Common Rider series, the entire manga, uh, the Showa era movies, everything done there. And, and we have more mini series planned, like Planet of the Apes, like uh, RoboCop, and. You can only hear that if you donate at $5. So please give us that. Johnny, thank you very much again for being on this podcast. Thank you so much for uh, having me. It was a blast. I love talking Godzilla. Yeah, it was, it was very good to just like unload <laughs> on, about Godzilla uh, with a fresh person because we, we had never <laughs> talked about Godzilla before like in person. So yeah, it was great to do. Thank you very much. And next time going to be a normal episode and we'll see you there.